If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast. I'm your co-host, Amy Walker. With Dr. Monica Ogando. And we are so excited to have you back with us for another great Monica plus Amy equals super fabulous business tips. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we wanted to talk with you guys about how to stand out in a crowded marketplace and how to distinguish yourself and your brand. Yes. Um, So we both have a lot to say about this subject. A lot. A lot. This might be the longest podcast yet. No, we're going to stay on track. (laughs) Not going to happen, Monica. Don't tempt. (laughs) So Monica, when you look at um, standing out in a crowded marketplace, what is the first thing that comes to mind? First piece of advice. Well, the first thing that comes to advice when it comes to distinguishing yourself in a crowded market is that when people first come in contact with you, that's not the time to teach. It's time to challenge beliefs or give distinctions and reframes or amplify or articulate the unspoken assumptions of that industry or that market. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute, this person gave me pause. Oh, wait a minute, that's something to think about or I'd never considered that. Or when you articulate the unarticulate, unarticulatable, <laughs> then it, <laughs> you create this experience in your, in your target market like, wow, where's she been all my life? How did she know that about me? And so I think sometimes one of the mistakes that particularly uh, consultants and coaches and experts make is that they go into this technician mode. Like, let me show you how much I know. Let me show you mm-hmm. how much I am prepared and I'm certified. And then they go into this teaching mode of the how, and that's not what they need at that point. What they need is to know that, um, that you know what you're talking about. Sure. But that comes from speaking underneath the how the how comes later when they hire you. That is mind blowing to me. I love that. <laughs> love it. Um, I am so guilty because, you know, I create a ridiculous amount of content. I am so guilty of constantly being in that mode of teaching, mm-hmm. but you're right that it's, it's the, the information that makes you pause, that makes you go like, oh, she knows mm-hmm. on the deeper level mm-hmm. knows. I love that being bold and being, you know, just really direct with that. So the first thing that comes to mind for me is that I think we get lost in the weeds of trying to stand out to everyone instead of trying to stand out to our clients. You don't really have to be a household name in order to be successful. And truthfully, some of the most successful people are not household names, but they are to their ideal client. And so getting really clear on who you want to be visible in front of, Mm -hmm. for example, I have a client and a really good friend who is a consultant for orthodontists. Mm -hmm. He is like the Tony Robbins of the orthodontist space. He's Mm -hmm. like larger than life. He's crazy. He's like wild. He's dynamic. Everybody loves him. Mm -hmm. And nobody outside of orthodontics knows his name. Never heard of him. And they don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's that's a great point um amy because there's a reason you don't see rolls royce commercials on tv or private jet you know airplane rentals on tv because their target audience isn't on tv they're mm-hmm. too busy flying all over the place. So it's better use of their marketing dollars to appear in a travel magazine, say preferably one that's only available in first class, like the Rob right. Report or something like that, because that's a, a better, more targeted use of their marketing dollars and it's where their people are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I, when I started my business, and this is where my mind went to with this, I started my business in Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as a mentor. Mm-hmm. And there are so, I don't know what it is about Salt Lake City, Utah, but per capita, I swear they've got more mentors and coaches than anywhere else <laughs> in the planet. Like they grow them for breakfast. It's <laughs> everywhere. And so here I am starting in the, you know, in this very saturated market where coaching is a thing. And it's like, there's a lot of people there who are teaching and certifying other coaches. And, um, and so I was looking at like, okay, so I am one of many, Mm -hmm. how am I going to set myself apart and stand out from the crowd? And so for me, my number one thing I did was I got really consistent with my marketing because I looked around and I said, what does everybody else do? Well, they kind of like show up when they show up and they kind of collaborate with the same group of people. And so I immediately was immediately was like, you know what, I am going to collaborate with people outside of my state Mm -hmm. and I'm going to collaborate every single Tuesday. We're going to hold a webinar once a quarter. I'm going to do an expert summit. And like, I just got really strategic and consistent with my marketing. Mm -hmm. And then it was so interesting because I would have people, you know, like asking me, how are you getting, you know, booked to speak out of state? I'm like, well, because I reached out to them first Mm -hmm. and I put them on my platform first. And then they reciprocated by inviting me out. That's a great point that you're making, Amy, because that's another way to distinguish yourself in a crowded marketplace is for you to have your own platform. You know, um, we are podcast hosts and because we are podcast hosts, a lot of times when we are approaching somebody to say, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? I would love to interview you. The answer is almost always, of course, because Uh everybody wants to be on some kind of platform to spread their message. So you automatically set yourself up as a connector as a, as an expert, et cetera, when you create your own platform, that's another way to distinguish yourself from the market. Okay. So we're vamping so well today. Cause that leads into what I was thinking next. And we actually don't have this written down, but, um, client acquisition funnels. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first got started in business, I really was all about marketing has to be exactly the way it should be, right? Like you need seven different lead generation strategies that bring leads into your business. Each one has to fulfill the five, you know, components of a market successful marketing campaign. And you have to have a 12 month marketing calendar. Like I was rigid. I was super rigid. And I realized a lot of people can't balance all of those balls. Mm -hmm. And so because they struggle to get it all done, they just kind of don't do any of it. Yeah. And so I've really been on this kick lately of client acquisition campaigns and a podcast is such a great strategy for that. So what you're doing there is you're trying to figure out what's the easiest, most direct, simplest way to get in front of your ideal client, get them to have a conversation with you and get to a sales conversation. Mm -hmm. And podcasting is a great way to do it because you can literally say, okay, here's who my ideal client is. Make a list of 50 of them, invite them all to be on your podcast probably 40 to 45 will say yes. Mm -hmm. And you have a conversation with them, you know, like trust them. They know, like trust you. 
it's really easy to segue into something else. That's right. So I'm loving those types of, uh, those types of funnels where it's, it's so much less expensive. Mm-hmm. Like for example, my client who works with orthodontists, orthodontists are hard to market to, mm-hmm. you know, they're like Facebook ads are impossible. I know because we tried, mm-hmm. um, they're expensive to do direct mail to, and those get really low response. Like they're very, very hard to reach, but you reach out to their, someone in their office and ask if they want to be on the podcast. And all of a sudden it's yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's and right. now they, they never forget you because they did a podcast interview with you. Now you're totally in their circle of influence mm-hmm. and it, you're unforgettable. So I love those types of strategies. So let me say, let me say something else. I love, I love how we're kind of like volleying back and forth on this because you said the thing about direct mail doesn't really work. It doesn't work as cold outreach, but it mm-hmm. does work with a warm audience. So these people, let's say that you start a podcast. Let's say that you interview these orthodontists. When mm-hmm. you then afterwards, because you've gotten to know them, because you understand when their children's birthdays are and you send a birthday card or you send a thank you letter, etc., those things go a long way. So it's important to do this high tech, high touch balance. And that's another way to set yourself apart head and shoulders in your market. Yes, absolutely. Um, the, the other thing with that too, is that, um, you know, you need, I, I, I want to draw out what you were saying too. You need the proactive marketing things like come to this conference, come mm-hmm. to this event. Mm-hmm. And then you just need the touch points, which are the birthday cards, the sending them, you know, something Reminders. in the mail with their team that they love, the um, Christmas cards. Like you, you've got to have a balance in what you are sending out between the two. Because if you only did personal touch points, I think that would be, detrimental because then, you know, you're not actually using that to generate revenue. But if you're only doing come to this event, do this thing, buy my stuff, then you're really missing out on the power of what you can create there. Yes, I would agree with that. And again, it it makes a lot of difference in, in at what point in the sales cycle do you use which strategy, right? And so the easiest one, for example, it's an easy yes to say yes to a podcast interview. I love that strategy. We're using it. And the, and the other thing is that you want to really identify, here's another way to distinguish yourself. You really want to identify what I, I have heard this a million times. I, I forget now who said it first, but the super pain of your ideal clients and super is an acronym. The S stands for specific. They have a very specific problem. The U is for urgent. The P is for persistent or pervasive. The E is for expensive. So it doesn't just have to be expensive in terms of money, but it could be expensive in terms of peace of mind or wasting mm-hmm. time. And then the R is that it's a recognizable problem because when you start talking about it in those ways, like here's what it's costing you, here's what it looks like, here's what, what, what the causes might be, here are what the symptoms are, et cetera. Again, it goes a long way in distinguishing you as, a, as somebody who knows what they're talking about and then you've got their ears perked up. Now they want to listen to what's next. I like it. Super problem. Well, yes, you've got to be highly relevant and highly dialed in. And this is another area where I've had to evolve my opinion over the years because you know, like you guys, it's amazing that I don't have this level of discipline when it comes to cleaning my house and um, exercising because I would literally be the perfect human if I did. Just kidding. <laughs> but I can have such high levels of discipline. Monica's like busting a gut over there. I can have such high levels of discipline when it comes to producing content. I really can. 
And um, it's, it is a superpower of mine. And a lot of people don't have that where it is hard for them to be consistent with producing that content that speaks to that super pain. But I do think it is required in this day and age in business that you've got to have strategic content pieces that answer the questions. Now, the thing that I will tell you is a lot of people do a lot of volume of mildly interesting content. And I would say just go for the jugular, like just go for that super pain point, create some really specific content that's going to speak to it and promote the heck out of that. Like why not create something that then you just put it everywhere and you bring it back like, you know, once a quarter, you're promoting it again and again and again. It doesn't always have to be brand new content. It just needs to be really, really good content and you need to know the right places to put it for your yes, market. Absolutely. And you know what I would add to that? Just kind of like to put a ribbon on it because again, yes, it is. Content production is your superpower. You know, it's funny you and I kind of teased each other back and forth because you were like, man, I wish I could do the thing about 75 hard. And I'm like, I wish I could do 75 hard for my content, you know? <laughs> oh, I, I kill 75 hard for the content. <laughs> yes, exactly. But like for my abs, no, maybe no. not. <laughs> but so here's, here's the ribbon that I would put on that one is inject your personality. Like anybody who works with me or has heard of me or whatever knows about musical Tourette's. Do you not? I do know about musical Tourette's. You do know about musical Tourette's because I injected in my conversation. It happens very naturally. I didn't make that up. I had to come up with a name of something that was already, already occurring. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and then, you know, what happens is that when I tell people that I have this condition, musical Tourette's, we're in the middle of a conversation and something you say would trigger the memory of a song and I'll sometimes sing it in my head. And depending on our relationship, I'll sing it to you, right? And then people would typically say, oh, you know what? I think I have the same thing. (laughs) So there's a connection that's created there, right? People know that I love, love, love Prince. I'm a super, super fan of Prince. Mm -hmm. So much so that when he passed away, people were actually calling me and texting me like, are you okay? I'm so sorry for your loss. Like it was a thing, right? Mm -hmm. So when you can inject your personality, the pieces that make you you, that's another way to distinguish yourself in a marketplace. Yes. Um, for example, I, here's just kind of one example of this. I am very minimalist in terms of a lot of areas of my life, right? So I am all about simplify, 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 keep like, I'm not fussy in any way, shape or form. And so for example, on my YouTube channel, which I do release a lot of content on my YouTube channel, I wear the same shirt every single time. Mm-hmm. Because I was so tired of like having to think about what to wear and having to, you know, try to always be like dressed up and mm-hmm. you like on point. And my husband was making me go shopping all the time. Cause he's like, I've seen you wear that too many times. Go get some more clothes. I'm like, I don't want to keep buying clothes. I do not like a closet stuffed with stuff is not my place of joy. And so that, but it fits me like to be just wearing, like I, it really fits me to just be simple and then get right to the point. And so I think, and I've had people comment on that before too. Like, you know, I I like that you're so, one of the things that people always say is I feel like you're so relatable or I feel like you're so authentic. Mm -hmm. And it's because that is part of my personality. So I bring it into the forefront with my brand. And here's the thing. I am sure there are other people who are like, "Mm, I don't think that girl's really smart because she's just wearing a t-shirt with our logo. You know what I mean? I'm sure there are people that are like, I need to learn from somebody who's wearing a suit. Right. Nobody ever said that. Nobody ever said that about Steve Jobs. He wore a black turtleneck for 
30% of his, you know what I mean? Like that's all he wore. That was his uniform. So when you, when you, um, shorten the curve when it comes to decisions, like Mm -hmm. that, like there are some decisions that you have to make that you do need brain power for. And then there are others that are actually just adding to your attrition, mental attrition. Mm -hmm. So when you can insert that, it becomes kind of like the personality thing too. Like we all know that Steve Jobs wore black turtlenecks. That's just his thing. Yep. Now now we know about your t-shirts. Now you know about my t-shirts. I do need to get another one though, because um, it's a little like, I've worn it so many times. I mean, it's been through like 170 videos with me probably. (laughs) So it's it's looking a little like stretched and it 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 needs to be retired and pinned on the wall. (laughs) I need, like, I need to get a new one. That's the same. Yeah. I should order like five, all the same. It'd be great. Okay. So we've given a lot of, you know, a lot of insights that I hope are helpful for you as you are looking at standing out in your crowded marketplace. I mean, the biggest piece of advice that I have to some things up here is you have to be vocal mm-hmm. You can do it in a way that works for you, but you absolutely have to be out there and be vocal. You cannot be the best kept secret. And I don't care how good your referral business is. It is not good enough to be the only thing that you got going on. That's exactly right, Pastor Amy. You're preaching now. All right. So, Monica, what's our listener challenge? So, I want to say, so here's an idea for our listener challenge. I want you to pick one of the top publications in your industry. Don't worry about this whole thing about, ooh, it's too big. I need to work up to it. No, you don't. Go straight to the top and pitch them an article or a blog post that you can publish on their publication and extra credit if you can insert your personality or one of the things that you always say like amy has her amyisms i have my monicaisms if you can insert some of something in there so that your tone and your voice can be recognizable even better what do you think of that amy i love it perfect it's great Well, we appreciate you all being on with us and joining us for another episode of your circle of influence. Please leave us a comment. Tell us what you liked and tell us also, what would you love to hear about in future episodes? Share this with any friends or entrepreneurs in your network. And we just want to tell you that you're great. So you got the goods already. Get them out there. Let people know. Don't let your brand be the best kept secret. And the difference between six figures and seven figures for a lot of you is going to involve being more recognized for your brand, for your effort, for the work that you do. So let's, let's start. Speak up, girl. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being here. You have worked hard and you've earned your place at the table of influence. Wouldn't it be great to have a board of advisors that celebrate your wins, support your growth and challenge your blind spots? That's why we host our influencer circles for six and seven figure business women. If you are a high achieving entrepreneur woman who wants a deep dive in business strategy, collaboration and strategic relationships, go to yourcircleofinfluence.com forward slash influencers and reserve a spot in one of our upcoming circles.